This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. And there it is. That's as good as it gets on this stage. Nissan Townstar EV strikes again. It's an unstoppable van. Unstoppable. Look, just fantastic. You can actually see the ProPilot technology in action. Effortless parallel parking. It moves with all the confidence that comes with a five-year warranty. And with a bench full of all-star van experts, there's real strength in depth here. That's all-star quality. Search Nissan Townstar EV and visit your local all-star van centre to see for yourself. Terms and conditions apply. Five years or 100,000 miles, whichever comes first. ProPilot is an advanced driver assist technology. Driver's responsibility to stay alert, drive safely and control vehicle at all times. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. McDelivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the results, you'll always be winning with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app and you'll get rewards points delivered too. So that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants. 18 plus rewards registration required. Points only on menu items, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Hello and welcome to the To Hull and Back podcast this week. Fortunately, as you can see, if you're watching on YouTube or any of the other, there's not many of us here today. It's just me and Mr. Natty Witter. Oh, I know he loves that name. Disgusting. Um, just to talk about what wasn't a great time at Swansea and maybe have a little discussion about Shotter at some point as well. Um, but before we get on to that, obviously, we'll talk about our sponsors first. Um, we've got the Payson's Bar, obviously in Hull, fantastic uh, place to go and get your pre- and post-match beverages, if you want them, anyway. Um, and of course, we're sponsored, as always, by Six Yards Out, who provide some quality pieces of uh, cups and... What else is it that they provide, Nathaniel? Because I've gone completely blank. Shirts, I guess. That's Hoodies, maybe. All sorts. They provide plenty of things. But actually, before I want to get on to Swansea and depressing everyone, there was a thing that happened in the beginning of the week involving some of the Football Content Awards, wasn't there, Nathaniel? Um, oh, yes, do, do tell the listeners about that. Apparently, we've been nominated for the best DFL podcast I've heard. That's true. I can confirm that. So, um, how do we? How Why? do the people get involved? Well, oh, it's it's the Ryan Longman discussion, sh- surely. Um, that's you know, maybe. That's that makes um, us stand out. I think. Ignoring being purposely stupid for once. Thanks to everyone who voted for us. You're all mental. But obviously, in over because you got to vote again now because we've all just been nominated. Yeah, so head to our Twitter account. That will definitely tell you um, how to vote. 
uh, or, or just search up um, the Football Content Awards and vote for Holland back in the best EFL podcast category. Yes, Nathaniel, you are way more professional than I am at remembering things. Um, but anyway, we'll move on to the depressing site that was Swansea City 3, Hull City 0. Um, how did you find it, Nathaniel, watching us on Sky, as always, being wank? Uh, well, it was really bad. Um, the first half was bad. The second half was worse. Um, we were bad going forward. We were bad defensively. Baxter did fairly well, actually. He made some good saves. But it's yeah, the first over him. Well, absolutely. The first fifteen minutes, um, we were we could have been two or three down. Joel Perot, who last season, um, you know, definitely over um, over uh, performed in his expected goals, which I know you hate, but he he finished lots of chances you didn't expect him to last season, um, and then this season he's actually been the complete opposite. He has scored a lot, um, but also. He's had lots of chances and like half his XG will have come in that match. But I mean, he hit the post. I think uh, half his XG will have come in that match. Well, exactly. And yeah, the first 15 minutes, once we got through that, there was sort of a period of about, I don't know, not very long, maybe 10 or 15 minutes where it was more of a contest. We didn't really create any major chances, but... um, We didn't like conceding as much. No, we didn't. But then... um, Really, and then after that period, it just carried on till the second half. And uh, once the first went in, all that confidence, you know, just just left. Um, and I guess the defenders remembered just how bad they'd been in the previous games. And, and yeah, Figueredo with two absolute howlers. You know, if he'd just done one of those in a season, that would have been bad enough. But to do two in the one match, um, it's really terrible. So very disappointing on all levels. Yeah, he's coming with a bit of stick recently. He started the season all right, to be fair, but as of recently, his performances haven't been great and he has really not helped himself with that at all because it was one of the worst performances I think I've ever seen from a defender for Hull City. Certainly the worst in a good 15 years, probably. Um, He wasn't the only one who had a bad game, obviously. Um, There was plenty of players on the pitch who did not even bother turning up, it seemed. Yeah, I mean, um, who who came out of that game with any sort of level of, um, you know, what, respect or, or dignity? Maybe, I guess Baxter, maybe Baxter maybe made some good saves. Maybe because he didn't do anything wrong. Yeah, but then wait, every... Baxter didn't um, do anything because he didn't have the he, ball. He never gets any, any service, does the Oscar? Um, you know, he's one of the most clinical strikers in the league, um, really. Even the last three or four games, he has missed big chances. If we keep giving him those, he will score. But then, um, yeah, the last two games, especially Stoke and uh, Swansea, I know he hit the post against Stoke, but yeah, he, he's starving up there, isn't he? Um, oh, yeah. He brought in all these attacking players. I know a lot of them are injured, but Tufan and Pelkas, you, you look at them to sort of, and Seri as well, and um, who are all playing, starting from the off against Swansea for the first time together. And yeah, they just n- did not play anywhere anywhere where they needed to um, for dinner to get a, a decent result there. Um, yeah. and I don't really know uh, how Trotter's going to turn it round. It's a very difficult um, situation at the moment. But, it's, I mean, I, yeah. I thought it was the international breaks come at a good time, I think, because they really do need some Definitely. time to, oh. on the training pitch to get some chemistry. 
it's desperately needed. Essentially, they need to think of a new change in tactics because the, what we're doing with the players we have is just impossible. We're relying on the midfield to be a lot more workmanlike, but we don't have three Regan Slater to be workmanlike. We have Seri, who's more of a playmaker, as is Tufan. They're not people who would do a job like Punyman used to do and would run about like madmen. It's If you're going to have to play the formation we play... And the play we need essentially the players we had last season to do that sort of tactic, mm. but we don't have those anymore. We have players who are more technically gifted who we're not playing to their strengths at all. Yeah, I mean, Oscar, same with Eves. I think I said this on the last episode, but um, you know, it's worth mentioning again. His his uh, main attribute really is is heading the ball into the net. You look at his goals he scored in Portugal, and that's most half of them. And half of the men he got there were pretty much all headed goals. So, um, and he's had, uh, well, he has scored a header, but that was like from a rebound. He's really not had any service like that. Same with Tete, you'd expect we'd be scoring some headers, but um, yeah, and we just don't seem to play that way. It was very disappointing as well because it seemed perhaps the obvious thing to start Pelkas, maybe give Harvey Vale a chance, um, as well, have those quick wingers to. You know, feed Oscar uh, in that four-three-three that a lot of fans wanted before the match, and then you know, Shotto did exactly what a lot of fans had expected: play four-three-three, have you know the, those two wingers, and then yeah, it just did not work at all. I remember Pelkas maybe had one or two very short runs to begin with, and then he he uh, just after half time had one shot over the bar, but he was very ineffectual as well. I mean, hopefully. That's not how he's just going to play. But yeah, I really do think we need these two weeks. Um, but then again, even Cynic, who's coming back from uh, injury, he's gone on the international break with Turkey. Yeah. But he's not even Stefan, going to be playing. Yeah, Stefan Kuntz, the appropriately named Turkey mm. manager, has requested him to go with the Turkey team, even though he's not fully fit and it doesn't make any sense because he won't play a game for him. It would make more sense for him to be here. Getting yeah, used to the squad, yeah. But yeah, I suppose he's, I suppose he has been around the squad anyway as well. We can't say it as if he's been a complete stranger to the team. Yeah, he's he's watched all the matches alongside um, I think Ajahn as well, or he's seen a lot of them. So, um, oh, I mean that's another thing we must point out um, before we go any further. Um, I get well soon to Ajahn, who was involved in a um, a car accident. Naughty, naughty boy, speeding, naughty boy. Mm. Yeah, so he's. Um, I haven't really heard much after the initial incident, but he, he no, broke he's his arm. Well now, um, oh, yeah, well, that's he, good. He, he's out of hospital. I saw a picture of him in a, in a sling, as you'd expect. Um, as someone who's had more than one car crash, I'll be honest, um, they're not fun. So I hope he's all right. <laughs> hmm. Yeah, not not ideal. Anyway, shall we go back to the car crash that was Swansea, and should we just? Talk about how bad the last two goals were, or all three really, because I, mean, I think. All, I mean, yeah, all the goals. They, they, because the first goal, Harvey Vale completely loses his man completely. Yeah, Longman wouldn't have done that. Maybe. Don't start. Um, yeah. <laughs> but yeah, Harvey Vale completely loses his man. You can maybe put it down to inexperience, but at the same time, it's kind of a basic footballing trait to just mark your man if you're asked to mark a man. Um, yeah. We don't play zonal marking, we play man marking, so it's, it's it's poor from him. But can you explain yeah. the second goal? 
I I can't. I mean, it, it was an initial decent, you know, was it goalkeeping or defending? Someone got the block in. It was, it was a decent chance. And then, yeah, Figueredo. Figueredo got shot by a sniper somewhere. Yeah, like, he, he, he did the sort of thing you would expect from a striker in the opposition box. If you feel a bit of contact, you go down. But when it's in your own six-yard box, maybe don't dive to try and win a foul when it's your own goalkeeper trying to get yeah. to the ball. The question here is, does Baxter shout at him? I assume he does. Uh, regardless he of does. whether you're shouting. I mean, Figueredo was a sort of... When when we bought him, when we got him up for a free from Nottingham Forest, the way he was sold to us was that he's a no-nonsense, uh, kind of reliable defender who... Huh. It doesn't pass out from the back or anything like that, um, but he's just a solid defender. So I would have expected him, if you get the ball on the six-yard box, you're under pressure, you've just conceded, you just leather it. You don't wait and pass it out. And to be fair, uh, the first couple of games, he did play relatively like that. But mm. something happened, not sure what, and he's just completely fallen off a cliff. Yeah. Um, clearly, the, the that first goal he messed up, um, you know, fed into the third and it was such a, such a shame because we were we weren't doing great at the point when we conceded the first goal, but we were in the game. It was nil nil. We were getting a good point away from home. We, we make that mistake. Vale, of course, that's his first ever professional match. He started, I think, or maybe he played for, in the League Cup for Chelsea, I think. But um, yeah, hopefully, you know, he learns from that. And then the second and third goals. You know, that's not even our like defense really messing up. That's just like an individual error because it's not the um. That's not the sort of thing you practice on the training ground. Um, you practice defending set pieces and, and your shape. So it's just um. You know, clearly something Figueredo's dealing with at the moment. He's not got confidence well, on the yeah. ball. So it is, the I think thing is it's still it's still indicative of an issue at City at the moment in terms of well leaking yeah. goals for fun. Yeah, and we're not even leaking goals. You can. It's very difficult to stamp out those mistakes because you can't really train for it. It's just that heat of the moment. You're making the wrong decisions, um, and it's not even like the one player, Figueredo, of course, perhaps cost us that game. But he's not the only player who's cost us goals with silly mistakes like that. Um, and unfortunately, even though Baxter made some good saves, that one great one he pushed onto the bar in the first half. Oh, superb but, save that was. Yeah, changing the goalkeeper clearly doesn't help. He conceded the same amount that Ingram had done. So that's like, I, I really don't know where we go. Can't from really that. blame the keeper either for any of the goals, really. No, probably not. I mean, but um, Ingram probably would have been able to help with any of the goals either. Yeah. So do we keep Baxter in for the next game? Because he, yes, he did fairly well. It, yes, because you go, if you're bringing him in and then instantly dropping him, it feels like you're. Cowing to a bit, well, I say cowing to a bit of pressure, but everyone wanted Baxter. It feels like you've decided, oh no, he's obviously not good enough. I want yeah. to stay with my main man Ingram. Mm. But, but then he hadn't done that in the not... previous game because yeah, he didn't stick mm. with him. So yeah, I, I think Baxter should stay, and it's clearly not the goalkeeper's fault, really. I mean, Ingram's made the most saves in the league, which is a great stat for him, but then also shows it that says a lot we, about our team, our defense. We really do need to to tighten that up because. You know, really, if we can scrape some wins because Oscar's just in there at the right place at the right time and get a 1-0 win with a clean sheet, then you can build on that. Or even a 0-0 away from home, like that's a point. But when we're leaking goals for fun, um, you know, 
and, and it's the whole thing. It's very difficult, really. Like, like we say, well, maybe if you're conceding goals, then, you know, as long as you're screwing, that's fine. But it's the whole team isn't performing at the, at the moment. And no, if we were no. playing better, if we're playing better going forward, your team is under less pressure um, going back. And if you do make a mistake, they're under less pressure because they know that they have more confidence in the strikers that they're going to do their job. So, um, yeah, it's it's not like Adkins when he came in where we we were conceding, but, um, you know, uh, not scoring either. I mean, it, like every game was 0-0. And then Slutsky, every game was like 4-4. At the moment, it's, yeah. you know, 4-0 that, that, that or 3-0 every game. That was dream football, was that? Yeah, but that's exciting and you can get results like that. But the last four matches... Um, you know, it's been really poor. And what we've not scored for for three games, have we? I, I just did a September review for um, a Swansea podcast, and um, you know, we haven't scored a single goal in the whole of September. So um, I'm looking forward to the month will be fun. That'll be a better a better month. Yeah, mm, yeah. Goal of the month. Um, I guess we'll just have to give that to one of the ones Figueredo assisted. Yeah, I was going to say I'd probably give it to the second goal for Swansea, to be quite honest. Um, yeah. Question that I, I was thinking about previously. Are you worried about Seri? Because I feel for the last couple of games, he's been really, really casual in midfield, like to the point where he'll let someone come at him and just take the ball off him way too easily compared to the first couple of games where he was comfortably the best player on the pitch by a mile. Mm. Yeah, I mean, the way he played against Bristol City, I mean, he's, for like, chances created per 90, he's actually quite high up in the league. I think that's mostly just because of the passing he did against Bristol. He created the most, I think, in that weekend. It was seven or something. But, yeah, so I think on the ball, um, you know, going forward, he's good. But I do get worried when I see him on the ball. We saw it against Leicester. We saw it against, um, it wasn't QPR, but it was another game. I think he gave the ball away and we conceded. It might have been Sheffield United, actually. Um, I can't really remember, but um, there was All a... All these uh, results just blare into one at this point. They, they do, they do really, don't they? But um, yeah, he, he, he's he's too he's too calm on the ball. You want to be calm and composed, but he's... Um, uh, it's not laziness exactly. I just think, yeah... If he's in an hour half, I don't want him to have the ball unless he's passing it forward immediately because, you know, someone will come and tackle him and we've conceded a few goals, I think, or, or almost done from that position. Um, yeah, so, yeah, it, it does scare me a bit. And that's not... and it, So, distribution-wise, he's been a good signing, I'd say, but he's not the sort of defensive player um, that is going to get stuck issue. in like Smallwood. We probably should have gone for someone... Not, I don't think we should have kept Smallwood, but I think yeah, someone of that mould who's who's willing to get stuck in, who's you know a proper defensive midfielder rather than the sort of vaguely defensive-minded ones like Slater yeah, or Woods. Slater isn't fully defensive. That's the issue. While no, they they do seem to have an partnership, they don't. They're not. They're not the tightest. Mm-hmm. Absolutely, yeah. So, um, well, shall we move on to? To Shotter, then. I mean, you ask me, am I worried about Seri? Are you worried about Shotter? Because, of course, it's a big debate. Shotter in or, or Shotter out? I mean, ignoring the in out part, I am actually just worried about him actually him because he sounds like a defeated man completely. Mm. Um, it reminds me of, well, 
multiple managers under the Allens at the end of their tenure just sounding completely and utterly spent with the job and completely sick of it. Yeah. Um, I am worried because it feels like I don't think he's good enough to get this team anywhere near the top of the table. Mm. Problem is, I think now he's realising the task of the job he has at hand and the expectations it's put on him by maybe by Ajahn and the fans themselves as well, some of the fan base. And I think it's sort of, because of the way that the form's gone and the way that everything suddenly turned on him, he's trying to deal with it all in one go. And he sounds like a broken man. He sounds like a man who has already lost his job and he's just like a dead man walking. Mm. Well, I get both sides of the argument for shuttering out. I don't want to even get involved in that debate because it's just full of nightmares. Mm. I do worry if he stays, I think the form might continue. And if he goes, it's like treading into the unknown. You don't know what's going to happen. Well, yeah, I think... um... Well, I'm not. I don't think he should be sacked yet. Um, obviously, uh, the last four matches and the performances over the course of the season haven't been convincing. Even when we've won, I mean, we've been decent, but we've sort of ridden our luck a bit. We've had the last twenty minutes. We've really struggled, and uh, we've just you know we've cleared balls off the line, and yeah, we've had to rely the, on some great goalkeeping. Game's probably the perfect example of that. Where going forward, we. We're going forward, we're great, but those last 20 minutes, especially when there was the free kicks they kept constantly getting, after yeah. scoring from one, it was just nightmarish in that north stand, watching that. I mean, it would have been anywhere, but... But, yeah, yeah none of the games nervous. have been convincing results for City at all this season. Yeah. I when think the best, them, the best we've played, I think, is probably the second half against Bristol City, and we weren't yeah, great there. But it, that was more of a, oh, well, that's an encouraging performance. There are things to build on rather than, wow, argue, that was fantastic football. You could argue as well that's partly due to Nigel Pearson turning into prime Nigel Pearson and being happy with one the lead and just sitting back for the rest of the game. Yeah, pretty much. Pretty much the same happened in our first match against Preston last season. Um, we thought we were going to do really well, but we didn't actually play that well. It was more Preston just gave us all of the ball. The same happened with Bristol City. But it's yeah, funny so... looking back as well, the nil-nil with Preston. At the time, everyone was like, it's not a great result, but really it was the result everyone been getting up to for the past few weeks anyway. Yeah, every, pretty much everyone draws nil-nil with Preston, don't they? Until and, like the um, last couple of games. Yeah, um, and even then, those have been kind of low-scoring matches. Um, and we'd we'd bite your hand off for an, uh, an away point or any point now. And a clean sheet. Especially a clean sheet. That's amazing that the game that we probably had the least um, going forward, I'd say, and like the fewest shots maybe, is the game that we were, you know, really, they were dominated by Preston. That's the only one we've actually kept a clean sheet, the one that perhaps we, we didn't deserve to at all. <laughs> yeah, maybe. Um, but yeah, on... I, I'm I'm just not sure on Shotter. I really am not. I mean, he's not he's not done. I know I've I've tried not to be negative. I try not to be, but he's not. There's something wrong there. There really is. Yeah, yeah. I mean, he, he, there are a lot of an ex- excuses that we've um, you know had a lot of injuries and we've played some decent sides. Uh, 
but yeah, the performances haven't really ever been good enough. And if we were playing well but still getting bad results, that's a different thing. But especially the last four games where we've been really dire, pretty much three of the matches, Sheffield United was sort of okay, I thought. Um, it's the manner, the manner of the performances. But at the moment, I mean, it, I'm being a bit hypocritical here because I remember starting um, at the, you know, before the season started, I said, well, judge where we are after 10 games. And we are 10 games in now. And we're what? <laughs> That's the thing. We, are we 20th or 21st? You can't use that argument anymore. No, but the way I'm going to say that is I was saying that because I expected us to be wanting Shotter out before 10 games. Like I thought oh, we'd okay. start the season really poorly. I thought perhaps we'd start the season with like four straight defeats and then we'd get a bit better. So if that happened, I mean, you'd be wanting him in. Look, looking back, you'd have said, looking at Norwich and Burnley and them games like in a, in a row, you'd have thought. Yeah. But I remember at the time we all said you weren't expecting anything from them and they're the games got points from. Yeah, exactly. It's So because... Because we have actually, we did actually start the season well. Um, I think, I mean, really, because he hasn't been the whole city manager for 10 games. It's been, what, about 30 now or more? I'm not sure how many it is in total. It'll be getting quite close to like a full Premier League. It's mid January, so it's, uh, it'll be close to between 30 and 40, I'd say. Yeah, something like that. So, um, and. You know, there were a lot of times, especially at home, where we didn't play very well at all. Um, but it's just surprising that the one thing that was a real positive from last year when, when he came in was that we were getting away results with uh, solid defence. But that's completely gone out the window. It's 30 games dead. He's played. Right, 30 games. Um, one nine, drawn been... six, lost 15. One nine, so that's 27, drawn six. So that's 33 points from 30. That's not great. It's 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 you know, it's not relegation form, but uh, it's, it's not great. It's, he's dead buried in mid-table mediocrity form. I'd say, yeah, exactly. At best, at it's, best, it's, it's about the same form we had. I mean, to be honest, year. for this season, I'd have taken dead mid-table mediocrity. I think I predicted twelve. Yeah. I predicted eleventh. So, um, and, and and although we are twenty, is it twenty-first or twentieth? Very, very low. Um, or well, actually, not in a good place. No. We are three points off something ridiculous like seventh or eighth or ninth. So yeah. Well, four points off the playoffs, but that's yeah. a result of being early in the season as well. Yeah, but that means that we haven't actually been woeful for like the duration. There have been times where we've played or you know, or got good results. So... Um, I think it would have been unfair to get rid of him uh, that early, especially because, you know, we've not seen our best team, but um, these two, these next two matches are crucial. They're absolutely crucial. I would say us being four points off the playoffs in 21st says more about the league in general being so close than anything else at this point. Yeah, but if it's so close, then, you know, for the moment, you don't need to to risk it because, you know, I could easily get a manager that's worse. Um, we, we have conceded six more goals than any other team. Yeah, that's obviously not good. But these next two games are crucial. Um, if he doesn't get a win in either of those, I think, well, maybe. Especially after a two-week break. And when if we're not playing well, then I think, you know, I'll, I'll be a bit uh, less optimistic. But um, 
Yeah, I really hope he does turn it around because he's a very likable guy. Um, That's the thing. He's a very likable person, but so was Slutsky. Yeah, it doesn't it doesn't and translate to results. It doesn't always translate, yeah. yeah. You could argue think... at times. No, at times. Well, Adkins was a bit maybe too in your face with his popular, you know, being so happy. But it was never came across as an awful person. No, no, um, and and I would certainly wouldn't say that shot is like, you know, soft or, or, or too nice because you see him shouting at his players all the time. Um, maybe that doesn't work though because. Well, clearly we're, we're losing all these matches. But no, I think definitely give him the Luton and the Wigan game. Um, and, uh, you know, because we could easily rocket up the league with a few home results next to each other. I mean, get some points from there. But then again, we could easily lose both. To play the devil's advocate thing as well, though, you could argue this is a good time to make a change as well because it was a two-week block. Yeah. I mean, it, yeah. I mean, we're obviously a week into that now. But if, say, after the game against Swansea that weekend, there was a lot of rumours of it happening. If it had mm. happened, you would have had a nice two-week block. Obviously, it's not a massive amount of time, but it's enough time to get a manager in, get him introduced to the players and get sort of a basic idea of what he wants to do on the pitch. Yeah, it's the most amount of time you get in a season, especially in a championship season with um, an extra bank holiday and uh, well, the World Cup. I was going to say, in a, is it, it's 11 games to the World Cup and you could argue if you're going to change your manager, the way we're playing now, we can't wait 11 games to do that mm. if we were going to do it. It's too long to wait, but that would have been an ideal time. I think I, I imagine, I think the Championship's going to have a lot of managerial changes just before the World Cup. I wouldn't be surprised yeah. if, well, for English football in general has quite a few because it's such a nice break for managers to swap out and get someone else in and build something over a month. Yeah. So I guess, do you think Schosser, unless things go terribly, do you think he might get like another sort of 10 games? Not a chance. Mm. No, not yeah. a chance. I think he's going to, I think he's on his like final warning. Yeah. Like if, he's if definitely got to win. I, I don't even think it's, he needs to win one. I think he needs to win like the next five, pretty much. I don't think he needs to win the next five because that's like automatic promotion form or something ridiculous. But he certainly needs to win one of the next two to kind of, you know, push us up a bit. But um, to sack a manager when we are four points off the playoffs at any point in the season, just I think that says it's too soon. That's what I think. And I, I generally think that um, sacking your manager is the easy option. And I, and I think... Because it's just been the four games, and we've not been poor throughout the whole season, uh, results-wise, and because it's just the last four games we've lost, I think four games is is, is too soon, really. Again, it is the manner of them as well. You've got yeah, they have been pretty shite, rubbish. Yeah, completely rubbish. Um, so because I mean, then again, we might be rubbish on you know, next Friday. Beat Luton, uh, because you know that's the championship. Really, we do need to see some proper performances with a bit more exciting football because the football's not been exciting, really. Um, you know what? Only... I'm glad you said that because I completely forgot it was on the Friday night. It's the Friday night, not this Friday, but next Friday. Yeah, don't forget. Oh, Although, I won't forget probably, because it'll, it'll, it'll be more be fun not to watch it. before the game. Yeah. <laughs> um, I mean. <laughs> Luton and Wigan haven't started well either, so they are very good chances, you know, relegation six-pointers in a way. 
um, if we're 21st. So, um, yeah, but we haven't really had good results against Luton and Wigan before when we've been in a relegation scrap. Um, but I wouldn't say we're in one Where, of those. Luton, I think they're about, I think they're both mid-table, are they, at the moment, Luton and Wigan? Maybe, but the, when I looked, like, two games ago, because I was looking at the um, Cardiff and the Swansea games included, all of, we well. had a very good run of fixtures who had all started the season poorly. So to lose 3-0 to one of them is very disappointing again. Yeah. Um, I think this is enough being depressing, to be honest. To be quite mm. honest, it's enough being depressing about Hull City. So since it's international break, let's be depressing about England instead. Yes, to England and back. You know, the spin-off. It's That's going back to be after the Euros. That was ace and then shit. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, so you're talking um, about these teams that no one gave a shit about. Yeah, yeah, and so losing to to Italy, you know, I don't remember losing to Italy before. I, you know, I don't think we've had any major uh, matches against them, have we? Not that I'd like to talk about. We did did draw them at some point at at Molyneux um, in front of no fans. I think, yeah, we drew with them. We've drawn with them at Wembley, but I think it was only one all. Yeah, it and was one of went home happy and it was a good, yes. jolly day. Absolutely, absolutely. So, uh, I mean, same question about um, Schotter. I mean, obviously, Southgate is not going to be sacked before the World Cup. That would be absolutely ludicrous. Um, you know, he, however, I think he might Time be going... for a conferring opinion here. I'm looking forward to this argument. Uh, yeah, OK. Well, so you give Southgate however many years... Has he been the manager since, what, 2017? You give him five years to build up a team. He gets a semi-final and a final. And and then it's been a year since, you know, the final at the Euros. And, yeah, the results have been bad. But if you're going to sack him, you don't sack him when there's no international break before the World Cup. That's That's ridiculous. Because then it's a new manager in Qatar rather than for some friendlies beforehand. And the opponent won't know how the fuck they're going to play if there's a new manager. Yeah, but the England players won't know how Whereas they're going to play. Whereas they, currently they know that England aren't going to attack them. Mm. Yeah. I mean, My I, I think it would be ludicrous. While, while I appreciate Southgate for getting us, giving personally well, the best England team we've seen in years, I could yeah. also argue that just because he's done that doesn't mean he shouldn't be removed for bad results. And secondly, the Euro, the World Cup semi-final, he fucked up with his tactics. The Euros final, he fucked up with his tactics. Yeah. I would rather have someone in who can get to that point and then not fuck it up in those with his tactics with ports attempting to be safe. If you're in a big scenario, you've got to take risks and they're just... In, he refuses to take any risk of any sort that might make them less defensively sound. Mm. Yeah, but then it's tournament football, isn't it? That's how you win. You, you park the bus. Problem is, problem is, Nathaniel, we didn't even get that far before. No, what do you mean far it's before? Since, we didn't, the problem is, he's got a team that's clearly good enough to get there. Then he doesn't play to their strengths. Yeah. yeah, but then he doesn't play to their strengths. Maybe if we played to their strengths, we would have, you know, lost to Panama 
or whoever it was um, at was I it Panama in the World Cup? Maybe, yeah. Um, I think I think he should go, and like if he wins oh, the World Cup, that. he should go Russia, because he, Russia. Right. You can argue to a point he did play. Since Russia, he's had a lot more attacking talent come into the team. Yeah. And the Euros, yeah, because we played a very defensive side. Yeah. And Russia. you can argue other players have come through in that. It's since then that's been the issue, especially in the final of the Euros when they were 1 0 up after two minutes and he decided to sit on that after two minutes. Yeah, at that point, you really push for it. You get a second goal, you, you rattle the Italians, don't you? And he just didn't do that. My, my my issue is a lot of people are saying, oh, but he's done so well for the national side. Yeah, he has. Alf Ramsey won us the World Cup. He then failed to get us to qualify for the World Cup in 1974. Yeah, but that's because the sort of thing. He did well back then, doesn't mean now. Oh, yeah, you're all right. Keep your job. Mm. I mean, football is very difficult. Uh, you know, being a manager is very stressful. They can't. If it was so easy, then every team would win the World Cup, but that's impossible. So True. getting to There's the semi-final... 50, there is about 50 million managers on Twitter. Well, yeah, but like the World Cup and the Euros and the Nations League to an extent, there's such a difficult thing to say whether that's a good or a bad manager because only one person can win it. It's not like the Premier League where, I mean, like a top four finish in the Premier League for England would probably be like good, you know, that would be certainly decent, but... You know, because and and it's just like a one-off game in a in a foreign country where you know you haven't uh, played there ever before. There's so many factors you can't control in a World Cup, um, really. So I, I then, think he's done a fantastic well, job. I would then also respond to that with the Nations League, which isn't a cup competition. Yeah, it's a league format, and you can argue we've had a fucking mare in it this year. Yeah. Against Hungary, the other teams, although the results have been, been good, I think you, you can't say the results have been, you know, uh, like, sackably bad. But, yeah, against Hungary, not been good enough, um, especially the game at home. Uh, yeah, but yeah. I think... While, while I am disagreeing with you on all this, I will say I think Hungary are better than everyone makes them out. Oh, clearly, good clearly. Euros and the currently top of the group we're in over Italy and Germany and us. Yeah, they haven't got like the highest, uh, you know, the most talented players, but yeah, they are a very, team. a very well drilled international team. That's exactly what you need to be in international football. You play to your strengths, and that's clearly what not what we're doing. But I think he will probably go. I think he's got a contract for the Euros in he, Germany. His contract lasts until yeah, his contract lasts until the next Euros. Yeah, I I I think he might leave. Uh, this should, if, if this is his final, if this is going to be his tournament, it should be his final tournament. He can't stay any longer. I think so. I think there are other managers out there because because really Southgate came in as a temporary manager uh, because of like the Allardyce debacle, and I mean, we were discussing this before the the podcast started. But a lot of international managers don't have the best track record in in club football, and Southgate certainly doesn't. So I don't think. Someone like Graham Potter would probably want the England job. It's a very international football. It's very different, isn't it? Because you're not with players all the time. It's it's a very is, different sort of role. If if Chelsea hadn't sat Tuchel rather prematurely, I'll say for a start. Yes. Um, if they hadn't sacked him, he'd have absolutely taken the England job. No questions asked. 
He won't now because but would he have Chelsea. Yeah, he would. Would he have? Is that better than being I a Brighton manager? He had a great project there. I don't really think. No, I'm. I'm not sure. I'm not sure. I, it's I a think given. he would. But I think it's one of those jobs in particular because he's English. It's kind of like the main job you can get as an English manager. He's managing. I don't. Country. I don't think it's the most like prestigious thing though I think you'd rather manage in, like a, a massive club that's that's what I think but no, I, get that. Um, I think yeah Southgate um, this probably should be his last one because if he wins you, you have to retire then like he can't do better than winning England a World Cup and if he doesn't do well then give someone else a go you've had three great tournaments or, or three solid tournaments you've done a good job well, give it to someone else to, the issue you know, is at the moment the way we're playing it's going to be a short tournament for England. Yeah, I mean, our group on paper, I mean, it's never like this, but our group on paper is very easy. The way we're playing, we will lose to Wales. We will probably lose to the United States the way we're playing. And of course, outside Minesh, if he's fit, will this just tear that England defence to shreds? Yeah, I, I don't think we're going to lose any of the matches. I think we'll finish top of the group easily. We're England. That's, I, it's, There's know. the issue you said we're England. Yeah, but no, you know, we've got good players. Well, Kane will score about three penalties in each group game. It'll be fine. I mean, I mean, it's probably Ecuador or Senegal. The one. I mean, you'd like to think the one of the nine teams who are doing the equality captain's armband thing. So the referees are going to be against England anyway. As a result, uh, perhaps. Yeah, perhaps. Um, um, I think probably this is going to be one of those standard sort of mid two thousands tournaments where we scrape through a group. And then we get beaten by a good side in the quarterfinal. But that's fine. You know, it's not fine. I have low expectations if we lose to the, well, you know, I'm, I'm sick of going out. I mean, France. The last couple of times have been all right, but I'm sick of going out on the quarter. I don't want to go back to going out in the quarters on penalties again. Yeah, I've seen we that won't get to penalties. Times. True. We'll lose in 90 minutes. Sorry, we're losing the last 16 on penalties this time. Yeah. Uh, I, mind you, Southgate's luck might come in again, and France might get dumped out because um, they're probably who we would play in the quarterfinal. Um, we might play right. Sweden as, again. As someone who's as someone who's part French, I can't rely on the French national team as a backup because they're currently in turmoil as well. That's true. That's true. Yeah. So, I mean, hopefully things improve for both England and Hull before. Uh, there's a lot of similarities long. at the moment there's a lot of similarities in having a, supporting a team that can't attack fucking Toffee mm. and it's just it's not fun I'll tell you what thank god thank god for the England women's team being good because at least there's one team I support that's actually worth supporting at the moment mm. yeah um, right. who what would you question? have replaced who would you have replaced Southgate speaking of the women's team I'd maybe take Serena Wiegman at this I, moment I, in time. That, that would never happen. Um, oh, maybe it, would, it wouldn't. That's more in my head. Yeah. Uh, I mean, I don't know. It depends on who's available. Um, obviously, I don't think we should we'll, go we'll for say, like a. We'll based on right now, then. Right now, who's available? So if Southgate slipped on a banana skin um, and, and, you know, hit his head and couldn't manage, um, some would say he, he's managing like he's been hit on the head anyway. Um, yeah, yes. if that happened this afternoon, then I mean, it depends on how much credit or, or how prestigious Zidane would not. No, it, never. 
I'd, I'd like Zidane, Zidane but I take Zidane. Zidane just on YouTube. He's not going to. He's not going to take. I agree. Likely, it's unlikely, but I'd take him. I mean, Steve Cooper. When he gets sacked by Nottingham Forest, he's probably. I, I don't really think there's going to be. There's probably not going to be any manager that is of a this is my, my significantly is, higher profile than him that we could get. My issue is he's probably the FA's choice because he came through the FA system like Southgate. He did yes, win a tournament with the FA. Fair play to him. With England's, was it under 17s? Yeah, I was in the under twenty ones. He won the World Cup. Fair play to him at that level. I mean, that's great. But does it translate to national? I mean, no, he can argue I mean, he did a cracking job getting Forest up. Yeah, we don't but know how well he's going to do time, at the, the highest level with Nottingham Forest. Clearly, it's not going very well. I've but just got he's... the worry with the worry. My worry with him is: is he like Southgate? Is he a yes man? Is he what does that mean? Yes, man, for the FA. Do the F is it the FA then who 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 think that we should play you know with like six centre backs? I don't, I don't think, think so. so. But my, my issue is that the FA are happy to have someone who isn't going to trouble them. Hence, why someone like Brian Clough never got the England job because it's someone who would have rattled the fucking cage and would have bothered them personally, even though he would have clearly done amazing in the job. We never know. There's, well, I mean, there's a Clough lot of come in, If Clough had got the job, he'd have got it in the 70s when England weren't qualifying for the World Cup. Mm, and I the quality, they, especially yeah. back in the 70s, before he went to Nottingham Forest and proved that he can get a team from the second division to winning the European Cup. Mm. You don't know what he would have done with England, really. Well, he's the biggest what if with England. Yeah. It, it's a difficult, it's a difficult one. I don't really know who, who we get to replace. Yeah, we never do I, it. I think he's a decent manager. He's Scottish. He's Scottish. So absolutely yeah. zero chance of it. Um, I, I think it will be interesting to see who's available after the World Cup. I think it'll end up being. I think it will end up being. I've forgotten his name already now. Steve Cooper. Steve Cooper. I was going to him call him Scott Cooper. That's why I was worried. Mm. Um, I am worried it's going to be him. Nigel um, Adkins? Nope. <laughs> I saw someone on Twitter earlier, which I am not against, but I also don't support either. That had a picture of Arsene Wenger wearing an England top, and it was very interesting. Bit old. Bit old, Bit old but I think he's the sort of... Foot- well, I would argue he's the perfect man to coach those players to playing good attacking football. Yeah. I just really don't think a, a really good manager is going to take an international job. This is the issue. The, ol- I could, the only one I can see, in theory, like big name international, like big name club manager taking the England job, and that's only because he's been linked with it before and he's openly said he would take it before. I don't think he'd ever get offered it now. with Jose Mourinho, because he's openly said before he'd have taken it. The yeah, is, but then that's not going to now. that's not going to solve the defensive issue, is it? Because oh, no, not at all. But I'm sure that he's the only he's the only big name club manager I can see doing it. Yeah, but he's probably not the sort of person we need. But what we need is someone uh, who's going to unlock the attacking potential um, of the team. That's we? why I think the suggestion it's not Master just sorry on Twitter earlier. The suggestion of Arsene Wenger is an interesting one. While he would mm. never get it, he'd never take it. He's someone who would get them playing the football that those players are able to play. Yeah. Yeah. 
The problem is, like, how many attacking managers are there available? I mean, we all say Graham Potter. We wanted Graham Potter, a lot of people. You can argue Brighton out the most attacking side. As no, good the, as they the, are, they're, they're fantastic a fantastic side, team. but they're not the most attacking side. They're a counter-attack team, aren't they? I, I That's thought, it. They're, sort of. a, they're, they're merely a counter-attack side, and they're well... And I'm I'm a bit... Because I liked, I liked watching Brighton under Graham Potter, and I'm a bit worried that they're going to lose that. I mean, De Zerbi might be fine for them, but I'm a bit worried they'll lose that edge that they had with him. I did like watching Brighton play. Mm. Um, what, what's this podcast? Is it to Brighton and back now? Yeah, it's better than talking about whole city at the moment. It, it's more fun, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. So I think sh- uh, in for like at least the next two games. Southgate in should probably go after the World Cup, no matter what happens. Um, and Brighton are also a football club. Yes, they are. I have no view on them, really. They're fine. I like Pascal Gross. He's good. I'm a big fan of McAllister in my fantasy team, especially after what he did last week. Mm. Yes. Yes, indeed. All right. Should we end it there, then? Actually, yeah. Well, before I say that, I'll actually mention the fantasy team. There is a whole to hold and back fantasy team. So if you want to join the Fantasy Football League for the whole and back, I think if you just message the Twitter account, they'll probably send you the link. But anyway, yeah. ignoring that. Um, I think, yeah, we'll probably end it here. There's not really out else to talk about. I mean, Prest- well, Luton's another week away. Yeah, um, I mean, I'll be touching on that with doing, my... You'll be doing an opposition preview at some point. I'll before, be doing a then. Luton preview. I'll get that arranged. So yeah. that'll be up probably next Wednesday. Some point next week, yeah. Um, but thanks to, obviously, everyone who... Again, thanks to everyone who voted for us in the FCAs. Just don't get a why. Why? Why? There's much better podcasts out there. Well, yeah, but, you know, it means we've got a a lovely, dedicated fan base, so we all appreciate that. Poor sod supporting all city. Yeah. Um, Obviously, thanks to our sponsors, as always. Um, Pearson's Bar and Six Shards Out. Um, But I don't think there's anything else to say. Do you have anything else else to say? Well, we'll just end it there then. Obviously, it's sharper than this week because there's no else to do. Hence why we spent more of this time talking about England than Hull City. But anyway, thanks everyone for listening and watching and we'll see you next time. Away days are great, but there's nothing quite like playing at home. The same goes for McDonald's. Maximise your home ground advantage with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app. At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee, and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. And there it is. That's as good as it gets on this stage. Nissan Townstar EV strikes again. It's an unstoppable van. Unstoppable! Look, just fantastic. You can actually see the ProPilot technology in action. Effortless parallel parking. It moves with all the confidence that comes with a five-year warranty. And with a bench full of all-star van experts, there's real strength in depth here. That's all-star quality. Search Nissan Townstar EV and visit your local all-star van centre to see for yourself. Terms and conditions apply. Five years or 100,000 miles, whichever comes first. ProPilot is an advanced driver assist technology. Driver's responsibility to stay alert, drive safely and control vehicle at all times. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.